You mean I didn't make a noise? So I should be fine. I, I know. That's why I was just like, don't it's not it. like when you like, edit audio, you visually see. I know. Things. I was just saying, it looked like you're about to clap. So I was just like, don't it's like do you, it. I guess you see waveforms. Welcome to Was It Good, the podcast that reviews movies and TV shows. Today we're looking at Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi, and season three of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm Ravi, and as always, I'm joined by my two brothers, Arjuna, wearing Tom Nook, and Krishna as Heisenberg. Let's cook. And I guess I'm Ravi wearing Ted Lasso's skin. I was going to say, it sounds like <laughs> you're wearing we Tom Nook's skin. skin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize we were doing a whole, like, you, you know, uh, when they do a red carpet, it's like, oh, who are you wearing? Yep. And oh, yeah. we did that off the cuff. I was like, it'd be funny. I mean, it threw me for a loop. We're wearing costumes because we are taping this on Halloween. And the, what is it? Happy Halloween to all yes, of our happy. listeners and our viewers. Don't get too many cavities tonight. Or get all of them. Yeah, PSA right there. Can cavities happen from just like one single day of over excessive eating of candy? Sure. Why not? I don't think that's Anything possible. Anything is possible. I have no idea. <laughs> How I'm, a, I'm a dentist not. expert. I mean, you kind of look like a dentist in your costume, so. Yeah, I'm a dentist on vacation. Yeah, he I looks mean, like a dental assistant. It's the white shirt because it's like, you know. I, why do they wear white in hospitals? They don't. Because it's clean. Oh, always. Well, like the doctors, <laughs> like their white coats are, yeah, they're like white coats. It's so you can see the blood more easily. <laughs> yeah, the blood, the pee, I think the because it gives a sense that everything is sterile and like uh, clean. It's psychotic. Probably. Yeah. It's probably also because there's no color on it, so it's just the cheapest. Oh, that that pro- that feels like that makes m- more sense. Maybe I mean a lot of things are just practical reasons, right? Yeah. Like, uh, why are we practically doing this podcast? <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's <laughs> the question <laughs> that uh, I think we've been asking for a long time. Anyway, what do you guys want to start with first? Star Wars or Star Trek? I think we start with the far superior sci-fi, Stargate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about Stargate enough on this we show. We don't. We should force Christian to watch all ten seasons of SG One, and no. then all five, six seasons of Five uh, of Atlantis, one of you, uni- two of Universe, two, nu- two, of, two universe. of Universe, yeah. and then all the side movies as well. Oh uh, yeah, there's only two. I mean, still two. Two too many. Two too many. Yeah, <laughs> there is so much Stargate content. Is it is kind of crazy. I mean, it's like two hundred episodes um, of SG One, a mm-hmm. hundred episodes of Atlantis. Jesus, yeah, that's a lot. A lot, of, a lot of content right there. Content with a capital C. But we're going to start with Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Okay, Animated shorts. Animated shorts that um, I, I, I always like to start with what I, what I the, the social commentary on things. Because around when it comes to like Star Wars fans, it's always just a fun, a fun who's going to complain about what in what order. And before <laughs> the show even aired, obviously screeners and things were put out. And the other thing that came out early on was the runtime of each episode. Now, this has always been marketed as shorts, short form content. When people saw that some of the shorts were like, what, 12, 15 minutes, people were losing their freaking minds. <laughs> Being like, this isn't enough content for uh, for Star Wars shorts. These shorts are too short. Yeah. And the fact, that, and the other thing too was like, this was all released same day. Right. It wasn't like a week to week. You didn't have to wait. You could sit there and binge it in, what, an hour and a half or, or whatnot. Yeah. yeah, it was like a movie. Uh, like, why, I don't know why anyone would complain. You could literally watch all the shorts, and now you have a Star Wars movie. It's like, what? Anyways. I think some of the best things Disney Plus have done are their shorts. Mm-hmm. So you have Tales of the Jedi. You have Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. You have mm. uh, Doug Days, which is Doug from Up. You have the Baymax ones. I'm sorry, back up. There's a... I didn't know there was an up short. Yeah, there's there they with Doug and hanging yeah. out with um with Carl, Ed Astner's character, who sadly passed away like right before or after these shorts came out. Mm-hmm. But he recorded them and those are really fun. And then there's ones with Baymax from Big Hero Six. I did see the Baymax ones. They yeah. were actually pretty funny. And then there's the I Am Groot ones. The well. I Am Groot ones are interesting. Those are fun. Like yeah. they uh, the thing with short form content is they're just kind of like these nice little snippets, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to like sit down and hunker down for like an hour or two hours or 30 minutes. It's like literally just like throw it on. And if it's good, great. And if it's not, move on. You wasted your five life. minutes of your life. Yeah, you can yeah. move on easily. 
I enjoy, I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy that it's like one plot, so you don't have to worry about subplots mm -hmm. or character development, right? So I imagine <laughs> Ravi was a huge oh, fan yeah. of these <laughs> um, because it was just to the point. Yeah, like, here's a situation. Here's how they solve the situation. The end. I thought right? it was. I thought it was interesting because I didn't really know what to expect from the show. I thought, I guess. Each episode would be a different Jedi. I didn't realize it would just be mm. Ahsoka and Dooku. Oh, really? As the as the main characters. I'm, I I know that information came out. I just yeah. didn't put two. I didn't absorb the information. Gotcha. <laughs> so as they say, one in one ear, in one ear, out the other ear. Yeah, it was more like in one ear, and then it just stayed there and never left. But then that means you in the ear canal, like it didn't oh, go through my oh, brain. Oh, so it didn't go in into the, the brain. Ear. Yes, yeah. because that's how that works. Yep. Science. Nope. Speaking of science, you, hey, once you get Twitter verified, you can start spewing that crap, and people will think it's legit. So you know what? Yeah, fuck it. June's a scientist. I am. It a just costs him twenty dollars a month. It becomes legit when he tweets it with a check mark. Exactly. It becomes fact. I yeah. am scientist. I mean, hey, this uh, this the the was it good uh Twitter handle is gonna be verified uh, next week, guys. <laughs> and that means everything we put there is legitimate. Everything be is false. <laughs> Whatever we say is it? good is fact. Factual. <laughs> nice. Real quick, uh, I think, you know, it was six episodes, right? right. Three and three. Three mm -hmm. for Ahsoka, three for Dooku. Interesting order, though. It went, like, first Ahsoka. episode was Ahsoka, then three episodes of Dooku, and then Ahsoka, two Ahsoka. more of Ahsoka. Right. I was going to bring that up. That actually, to, that didn't work for me. I think it would have been better if you just did the three and the three. Agreed. I think they went chronological. Is what it's yeah, like. yeah, that and that I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like that first episode was definitely the weakest I think of the three. Yeah, mostly because it just it felt it felt kind of out of place because the other five episodes it's very much established Jedi Order Jedi things Jedi 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 characters and things that you're aware of. While sure. the first episode obviously is kind of a prequel, if you will, to. Ahsoka becoming a Jedi. I thought it was interesting, though, because it shows the power Ahsoka has even as a baby, right? right? Yeah. That she can control this wild beast. It shows you a little bit of her life, obviously, her very early days before she joined the Jedi Order. She came from, like, a very loving family, you know, a very protective mother. Uh, so I thought I th I thought all of it was interesting. I don't think it was, like, the best execution. Like, maybe there was a little bit, a, a different story path they kind of could have navigated for the episode but i thought the actual tangible facts that were presented in that episode were very interesting and i think when you look at ahsoka's entire arc of here she is as like a really raw jedi the second episode is her becoming a really powerful jedi right with a lot of the training you see and look we've had a lot of time with ahsoka and anakin in that clone wars time frame right so i thought it was interesting they went back to that specific time frame and were like here is another snippet that you didn't get in seven seasons of Clone Wars, right? Of the, the extra training that Anakin gave her that made her as skilled as she did, right? Because I think there even is a point in Clone Wars where you're just kind of like, wow, she kind of like leveled up. <laughs> just like how good she yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, literally, Jedi, right? yeah, I think it's like literally season three to four yeah. of Clone Wars. And she also goes through like an outfit change and everything. Right. And so, yeah. Such so it's, it's just nice to add that context and even show a little bit more of that relationship with Rex. Such a badass ending too to that episode. Like it, it's all leading up to that. Remember that that final final arc. Yep. Uh, yep. So her walking out, it's like, oh, all this training, yeah, paid uh, off, puts to good use. And um, and then the last episode, which is probably the strongest of the Ahsoka episodes, is the the connector, right? Mm -hmm. The one that really connects her between her journeys between Clone Wars and Rebels, where you kind of see her, you know, it seems for a little bit, just kind of just live like be a farmer kind of hiding um you know the, the jedi way yeah yeah just yeah just kind of <laughs> like i'm gonna be a farmer uh <laughs> what is real quick what like you remember arjuna said a while ago you know why is it all the lightsabers end up on tatooine why is it all of the jedi end up as farmers like there they are have other no other practical there skills. are other careers <laughs> like they could like they could be office workers you know no you 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 want so farming i would assume there's not a whole lot of paper trail you want to stay as low profile as possible. Right. It seems like in this galaxy, farming's the way to go. It also, Office worker, you're gonna you have employment papers. 
you know, the galaxy is going to latch or the empire is going to latch on. I think also because they're Jedi and the the Jedi way, right, is to kind of is like peaceful, is peaceful and giving back. And like farming is like the easiest way to like nurture and give back, especially like this time of war. Arjuna, corporate, the corporations are people, too. Okay, Mitt Romney. They are also (laughs) giving back, you know. Corporations are people, in some my way. Friends. I don't know. I mean, they could. Okay, well, what what they could have been? You know, they could have been doing like guest services at some kind of resort. We know based on Andor that there are vacation spots. Yeah, they could have been working. And you at get like arrested. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that, real quick, that's probably the best thing so far about Andor is the fact that it's shown us that there are vacation spots, but you can easily go to jail for like ten years for doing nothing. I'm a Love tourist. It. I'm a tourist. You littered. Six years in prison. <laughs> what the fuck? You're like six days. No, six years. Fuck. <laughs> I will say I will say that first episode um of the Ahsoka arc. It felt to me after watching it, this is setting up the Ahsoka show. So you're right, because it, it did feel very out of place with the rest of the five episodes for Tales of the Jedi. But it feels like that might uh come back around in the Ahsoka show or at least give you some insight to things that might be coming. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Star Wars has proven to us via Boba Fett they don't <laughs> handle flashbacks very well. <laughs> no flashbacks. That's why that's they got it over with please. in Tales of the Jedi. I mean, technically... So we don't have to do it again. Technically... Don't say everything is a flashback. Everything is a flashback. Oh, God. <laughs> Depending on your point of view. Depending oh, on how God. you view time. Yeah, everything is a flash. This is a flashback right now. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> time is a pie. You just eat it. <laughs> I would say this last thing on the, on the first episode uh, for the, ser- the show with Ahsoka. I got a lot of Samurai Jack vibes yes. through that episode because it was very little dialogue, a lot of action. A lot of beautiful shots, etc. So, can we talk about cool. her dad and how he was just like, "Oh yeah, okay, wife who just gave birth and little child, you go hunt. I'll stay it here." It had been a year. It had I'll been a do year. nothing. <laughs> I mean, but he, he was building the house. Yeah, he was building it. Clearly, a different for roles. Something. Yeah, so it was just hilarious. <laughs> I think it's good. I mean, I like. He could have offered to like watch Ahsoka, you know, anything. But, well, like, but no, but that's I the whole point it. of their culture is to take the young out hunting at an early age, even though the it's father like a little remember, too early. But remember, the father has said like we don't really do that anymore. But the mother, I guess, was holding to tradition, yeah. holds to tradition yeah. or whatnot. Well, so. clearly has no no power. It is uh, is weak. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Is that toxic masculinity? Is that a problem? I mean, I don't even touch on that. Let's just move on. Let's just let's get into let's get into um, probably the most interesting Jedi of all time, Qui Gon Jinn, Dooku, Mace Windu, <laughs> Yaddle. No, I, I will say this: when first introduced to Dooku at a young age, when we saw Episode Two, Dooku played by Christopher Lee, very menacing, very scary, really, really well done. And then in the Clone Wars, they kind of made him a goofball in the early seasons. And then he got more sinister. This show, I think, did a really, really good job of showing, obviously, why does Dooku do what Dooku does? Which is, you know, it's been 20 years since Clone Wars, the movie, came out. So we've had Dooku for 20 years. And finally, we kind of get a really good understanding of who he is and why he did what he did. And it's very similar, I think, to what we saw in Anakin, where it's, the Jedi are so full of themselves. The Republic is so full of itself. Um, they don't really help the people. And they, you know, Dooku obviously truly believes in the cause of Papa Palpatine. Does he, though? I think he sees it as a way to get what he wants. Right. And in true, you know, Sith fashion, if it all played out properly or in, yeah, true fa- fashion, Dooku would have eventually killed Palpatine. Yeah, because right. you see, in, especially in episode five, before Yaddle shows up, when they're confronting each other, there's a large level of distrust between the mm-hmm. two, right? Like, Palpatine's, like, pretty rude to him and just like, <laughs> you suck, essentially. <laughs> and he's just like, this is what I agree to. And then he's like, prove to me and kill her, you know? Uh, twice. Which is good. Like, I, I think that, right, twice. Which is good because I think it shows some of Palpatine, right, in terms of, Maul was kind of his his guy. And Maul was then, his weapon. Maul was his weapon. Yeah. 
Dooku was like my his placeholder, and Anakin was his endgame. Well, actually, I would also say that Dooku though was also his inside man, right? We finally got to mm. see why Kamino doesn't show up in the records. He, just, he deleted it. He deleted it. Yeah. Uh, which you know that was a really nice little like nugget. And then the other thing I think that made I think it was episode four, right? The la- yeah, the last episode with Dooku, episode four, episode of- five. So five. Oh, four. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I four, don't know why I said five. Uh, of Tales of the Jedi, we actually kind of see, you know, we see the last time Dooku talks to Qui-Gon. We see Qui-Gon's last time in the temple just before he leaves. Uh, and then we also see the behind the scenes of, you know, when Qui-Gon is dead and, you know, Dooku mourning. That was Dooku, like, Qui-Gon falling and dying was the final straw for Dooku to be like, yeah. fuck this. Which is... Palpatine's manipulations, yeah, in a, in a lot of way, right? Yep. And it's interesting. Dooku would know that. Dooku would know Maul was his guy, and there was that fight and everything. So it is interesting to me that that saddened him and didn't turn him against Palpatine in some way, shape, or form. Or maybe he's just like Maul went rogue and like killed this guy, and like he was dead. But remember, Dooku had said to the Council, "There's a bigger evil," and he had been saying this something going on. Right. Even before he knew of Palpatine. Sure. And he also remember when he was talking to Qui-Gon, you know, he was saying to him, like, I believe in what you're doing, even though the Jedi Council is kind of against you with everything. Yeah. So I wonder if Dooku looked, even though, he, like, let's say Dooku obviously knows about Maul and, and knows that Maul is Palpatine's guy, Dooku still, it's very clear, like, Dooku still blames the Council for Qui-Gon's death. Right. Because... Mm. You know, he believes that they just didn't follow follow through in terms of, you know, believing in, in yeah. whatever. I think it's fascinating, too. In episode three, we get the Mace stuff, the Mace with yeah. you, Dooku stuff. There's, like, a bit of a, there's a rivalry there. Obviously, Mace is the one that gets the uh, Jedi Council seat over Dooku. And, you know, that's another thing that kind of leads him to, to be disillusioned with, with everything that's and going on. And Mace is the ultimate Jedi Council stan as mm, well. Like, yeah. uh, folds the rules to a T. I thought that was interesting as well. Makes sense, but uh, I didn't realize it would be so pronounced. It's fascinating yeah. with his arc, too, because he, you know, does he does he necessarily die in three? <laughs> oh, God. If Anakin's like, let's take him back to the Council, and he has to follow justice, and Mace is like, no, we're going to kill him here now. Right, Remember? which is very which is di- which is different Jedi-like. from where he yeah. which he, where where he is from here in tales, right? Yeah, totally. So it's it's, a, it's another interesting kind of data point to track of of some of these characters and and whatnot, and how the war like disillusioned a lot of these Jedi's, and you it just to me it's fascinating where you could just see all the the errors, right? Of like all the, this is where everything kind of just fell apart. All of these different, you know, there's not one thing that leads to the fall of a Jedi, right? You can obviously track the Palpatine and what he did, but there's all the failings within the Jedi Council with the decisions Yoda made and Mace Windu made and all these different Yaddle, right? Yaddle. If Yaddle was a you know, but that's probably a big thing for us to talk about with with Yaddle and her ultimate demise in in four. She figured it out before any of these idiots did yeah. so and long re- and ago. resigned. Yeah. And she was she, she, she resigned. Down. She yeah. resigned from the council. She saw some of the errors of the way and then she died. Yeah. And before she could warn anybody of like what's to come. And now Grogu has no mom. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna <laughs> say how long after giving birth do we think that is when she resigns? <laughs> She's well, not the mom. Wait, is she <laughs> Grogu's mom? No, everyone thinks she is. Uh, I had a no, question. There's, no, Did, there's nothing confirmed. Was Darth Maul known to Dooku for sure? I would assume. Yeah. But Sith, there's always a, a like, isn't it weird that he had so many apprentices? Well, they they Palpatine, weren't at the same time. It's because Palpatine's a slut. Yeah. Basically. He has, Palpatine, yeah, he Palpatine has contingencies on contingencies. Is that why yeah. he lost in the end? He didn't stick to the Sith way? Maybe. No, I mean, the Sith way is that you get murdered by your apprentice eventually. And Sidious clearly had no plans. Like, he was, like, playing with immortality and cloning, right? Yeah. yeah he he had no plan. He, he was sort of like a, a trailblazer. The Sith, really. <laughs> well, what yeah, was his, but then he lost. Well, I guess m- maybe you guys know. He was this. a what trail was, What was his end plan? What was his end plan with Anakin? Right, like obviously it got messed up when Anakin gets like mutilated in Mustafar. But like, what was his plan with with the I think, Jedi I think, Jesus? 
I think Anakin was his new maul, like a bigger, better weapon for him to wield, like his hammer to control the galaxy. And and we know that's true because he was willing to replace him with Luke. Yeah. Uh, right? Like he was like, oh, strike down your father. You're going to become my new hammer. Uh, so he was like, I'm going to be immortal. I'm going to find the the strongest Jedi, corrupt them. They'll be my new hammer until I find a new one or they get too old. Didn't he even try to kill Darth Vader? Who, Palpatine? Yeah, at the end of yeah, Return of the Return. Jedi. No, he oh. was I thought Luke electrocuting Luke. And then Vader's just oh, like watching right. it. And then Vader pushes Palpatine oh. down. Well, no, he lifts him and then throws him. And then he does a terrible job of killing him because he's not dead. Spoilers for 7, 8, and 9. And then in 7, 8, 9, what? he's like, actually, I'm going to use your body. Right? To Ray? Yeah, well, he wants to yeah use her essence or whatever to yeah. heal his... God, who knows? I don't know. That movie was stupid. <laughs> the Force Dyad. The force, the the, the dryad. Yeah, the yeah, movie, yeah. the whole <laughs> the movie's stupid. Nothing will ever change my mind on that. There is ten yes. years later, animated series. I love seven, eight, and nine. I'm sure. I'm sho- I, real quick, quick aside, like I'm shocked that they keep all of this material that's coming out is so heavily focused still on prequel stuff. It's like I think it's time that we get some supplemental material now for the. For the sequel episode. Well, I, I no, think that would be nice. You have to look at the creatives, right? Like, Filoni is a prequel guy. Like, he came up with Clone Wars. Like, he was... Intru- he can adapt. He's a big instrumental boy. Instrumental with, with that. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> he's definitely not there yet. And I think his his foray into Star Wars sequelism is Mandalorian, Ahsoka, which is still between episode yeah. six and seven. They really haven't touched with the whole Star Wars universe. Like, anything post-nine... Um, I know there's the whole uh, Damon Lindoff uh, stuff where apparently they're working on stuff that's post nine, uh, and it's like he's assembled a writers' room or whatever um, for that project. Yeah, a writers' room that's just gonna get scrapped. Let's be I honest. I mean, maybe well, who knows? So that's Lindelof. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, so who? it'll be interesting. I mean, I guess like you think about our ages when we saw the prequel trilogy, right? We were fairly young, right? We were like young. Young, young, uh, you know, single digits, teens, uh, when those movies came out. So if you think of like the kids who watched the sequel trilogy, who were like single digits or teens, maybe there's more content in the next few years. And by the time they hit like our ages, they'll be like, oh yeah, the sequel trilogy, like great with all this supplemental. supplemental they'll be meaning, yeah, yeah, they'll be meaning, and like maybe there's more meaning to to Snoke. <laughs> no, me- meaning. They'll be memeing it, like memes. Oh, memes. There's, there's <laughs> memeing to life. They're What's the memeing of life? The memeing of life. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. The blue saber was really cool for Dooku, by the way. I was going to say, that's that probably the... Because uh, watching... You know, whenever you watch Star Wars, any Star Wars content, you're always like, what is the thing that the Walt Disney Company is going to make and force me to buy? And they did a great job <laughs> with making Dooku's lightsaber blue. Because now I need it. I, well, I don't yeah. need it, but I want Did it. Did you guys think he was a blue guy? No, I, th- I thought it would have been green, but it kind of... No, it makes sense that it's blue. Yeah. Because think about it, right? Like, aren't the... So I could be wrong, but aren't the blue lightsabers, they're more of the the uh, the muscle of the Jedi? Like, they're the more uh, physical. Like, they're better with the lightsabers, usually. And then green represents being more attuned to the Force. At least KOTOR... That's what is suggested in KOTOR, but that's not even canon. Co- yeah, so I don't KOTOR know. is not canon. Or is, I actually, I don't even remember. It's now. not canon. Yeah, it's not, it's not right? canon. No. But I would be shocked if they got rid of all of that. Those ideas. And then there's right? yellow from KOTOR, which was like for Sentinels. Yeah, which is what Ray is. Right, because she has the yellow saber in nine. I thought I thought it was orange. I thought Ray was orange. Nope, was that's yellow. Cal. Yellow. Yeah. Well, it's Cal, yellow. if you did the pre-order like I did. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my! Speaking of lightsabers, <laughs> so w- with the final episode, uh, Soaker on the farmland, we see her take on an Inquisitor. Uh, so f- a couple of fun, interesting things with the Inquisitor. So the show credits the character as the Inquisitor, um, but a lot of people are saying that the that final episode with Ahsoka is very similar to the 2017 novel Ahsoka, where she is also on a farm where a uh, Inquisitor, the sixth brother, shows up, and she has to fight the brother without a lightsaber, 
uses their lightsaber to kill the Inquisitor, and then she takes the Kyber crystals, turns them white, and that's how she gets her white blades that we see in Star Wars Rebels. Um, so it looks like this character is also the sixth brother, which basically means that they've kind of retconned their own um, novel so and comic books. So that's what it's come to. It's basically what it's come to, yeah. yeah. I mean, who reads books? Well, it's also a graphic. <laughs> the Vader graphic novel is also like a visual show yeah. of what the Inquisitor looks like, but you know, this one looks obviously way more menacing. Maybe they need to get James Gunn to really unite the vision. Star Wars. No, I think Kathleen Kennedy's doing a great job. I think I can't see your eyes. I think Crickets. Kathleen, uh, you know, in her own the piece that she did in May, even said herself, she doesn't. She understands the world of Indiana Jones much more than she does Star Wars, and has been looking for a top level filmmaker oh. who can be like a Feige. Was Kathleen Kennedy responsible for the fourth Indiana Jones? Yes. Crystal Skull, yeah. Oh. She's responsible for all the Indians. Then I asked, but remember, do you think that she understands <laughs> Jones better than Wars? Wait, is she responsible yes, for that I terrible do. Temple of Doom as the, well, she was, She's. I think she's been attached to all the Indiana Jones movies. My God, She's been horrifying. the lead producer. But she's attached wow. to a lot. I mean, she's also the lead producer on Signs. Yeah, she's the EP on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so everyone, has, everyone has hits and misses. Yeah. She yeah. said mostly misses, but yeah, sure. I think so. No, it sounds like she's batting it. 500. Yeah, which is like great. 50%. That's 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 a Hall of Fame career. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> in baseball, stats yeah. wise, yeah. Even and in the basketball. movie industry, I mean, you know. Hey, um, look, if you get more than three chances, you're doing something right. I mean, you know what's what's crazy is like, I was gonna say like Peter Jackson's done really well, and he, yeah, he did really well with Lord of the Rings. But what else has he done? That's what well, yeah, like, done Kong, well. The Frighteners, the Hobbit. I've never seen that. All bad. All bad. Uh, yeah. Real quick, though. So, as of right now, at the table in this podcast, there is no confirmation that there is going to be any more Tales of the Jedi. Um, but if there was going to be a season two or a new Tales of the Jedi, what would you want to see? What's your bold prediction of what? Kit Bisto. Oh, I would love. So, I hope they. I hope they do it, and I hope it's six episodes, three and three, and I would love one of those Jedi featured to be Kit Bisto. The Green head tentacle who can swim underwater guy. He's really cool. I think he dies though in three Attack of the Cl- Three. No, in episode right, three, yeah, right. he's he one of the first ones. Down by, by yeah, he dies at Palpatine ten, easily. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's so cool. He's so cool. There's a uh, remember the animated or the cartoon Clone the Wars? Samurai Jack animation. Yeah, there oh, is yeah. an episode with Kit Fisto when he uh, leaves. I've actually seen that one. Yeah, his his army underwater and everything. So yeah. we kind of gone like a, a thing. A little bit, yeah. But that's but it'd be cool, can. you know, see him as a baby, like Ahsoka, and him being really powerful. <laughs> Ooh, and then the other Jedi should be Grogu when he was a youngling in the Jedi Temple. That'd be sweet. So two green characters should be Tales of the Jedi, season two, <laughs> green. green. The green edition. Green, The green, green the editions. Greenies. Yeah, the greens. <laughs> I, you know, speaking of Grogu real quick, I did for some reason thought we would see something either he's like in in yeah. one of the earlier episodes like he's in the background or something at the jedi maybe temple he is. maybe he is like really <laughs> look, because look, we, look. We saving, see, remember yeah. we did see kanan yeah in the ahsoka episode so i was like oh maybe we will see a grogu i did the leo meme i was like i know that guy i yeah. know that guy i think yeah uh, yeah i think kanan would be uh, let me, uh, that'd be my bold prediction be i would like kanan uh and i would like qui-gon as, as, yeah, quite as the two Jedi. I, the, my biggest disappointment of the show, because, you know, we're talking about information of what we absorbed. I do remember when they announced the show, they're like, Liam Neeson was returning as Qui-Gon Jinn. And I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. We're going to get, like, a lot of Qui-Gon, right? And they did the young Qui-Gon, who I'm pretty sure was not Liam Neeson, correct? No, I don't that's it, it was his Liam Neeson's son. And we, then whoa. Liam Neeson actually voiced adult Qui-Gon yeah. in right. episode Four, right, and it had two lines. Yes, and I was literally like, Wait, two lines. Yeah. We like had this big announcement that Liam Neeson <laughs> was turning, and he has two lines. Yep. So I was like, okay, this is a little annoying. Uh, I, I felt like, a little misled. I like that they keep Qui Gon as a tease. Yeah, I don't know. Same. It makes him more mysterious and more powerful. Uh, the fact that he just appears as a quick force ghost at the end of Obi Wan as <laughs> two lines in Episode Four. I thought young Qui Gon was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't you know, have just, to be he right. He gets to watch his mentor be kind yeah. of dark side, you know? I, how that affects him. Yeah. I would like but. to I would like to see some stuff of him training like a young Obi 
Um, some stuff of him like sweet. joining the Jedi Order. I think there's like a it's a no longer canon, but there's a novel where he like turns to the dark side briefly, and he has like a romantic interest while he's part of the Jedi Order. Um, that so, tracks. So they could like incorporate some of that stuff into into that, and then um, who was my other one that I said? Oh, Kanan, right? Yeah, you said Kanan. Kanan. Uh, Pre blind Kanan. Yeah. And post blind Kanan. Oh, you want. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's Excuse not me? much there. We kind of I want to actually, and then for if they did a third season of Tales of the Jedi, I want it to be all about the Force ghosts hanging out and just like, what do they do? Well, that's like the when thing, they're not showing from up. From what I understand people. with the Force ghosts, they transcend time. So it's not that they have any free time, they are appearing <laughs> at all time. So yeah, I don't oh know, how confusing for them. Yeah, they're like, they're like like when you wait, see what? when you see Yoda talking to Luke and at the burning temple in Episode Eight or whatever. He's also like just before that, he's also talking to Luke when he's younger or whatever, or in Episode Six. So well, they that's just kind of yeah, they just move to those. That's how it's been explained to me. Again. I don't think there is a real explanation. I think it's all made up because this is fantasy. So while they're chilling, <laughs> this, this is a children's show. <laughs> it's also a children's show. Um, for my bold prediction, I'm actually going to go a little bit different. I don't think it's going to be called Tales of the Jedi, and I think that's fine. I think it should be called Tales of the Sith. Nice. And it should follow Palpatine. Like We should see Palpatine murder um, Darth Pelagus. We should see mm. where Pelagus got this weird batshit idea about the one. Um, or we go all the way back to like, was it Darth Bane, the person, you know, the Sith that came up with the idea of the rule of two. Um, like, I think that stuff would be more interesting because while it's cool to see how, you know, we follow two Jedi who by the end of their arcs or, or the peak of their arcs, they're no longer Jedi, right? One goes full Sith. One leaves the Jedi order and it's kind of this, I'm a force user person with lightsabers, um, I think it would be interesting to see other force users, specifically like the Sith, and what what they're all about. That would what be they're cool. doing. We've never seen like a Jedi peacefully just like retire, huh? It's either like they die, or or they like leave because the order no longer exists. Or well, but that, uh, June, that's a good reason for that. It's called Star Jedi Wars. Are, those Jedi are. Those Jedi are boring, and there's no story to tell. I want they a boring Jedi. That's what, that's my next. That's my next pitch. I want like the most average, boring Jedi. He like clocks in, you know, just kind of coasts by, isn't very good at anything. Be great. Ooh, that's what that I would want. be fun. Like a comedy. Like yeah. uh, what color is that lightsaber? Oh, uh, it's gonna be like um, like uh, you know, like an office space. It's that. The, the beige, um, be- yeah, beige, <laughs> yeah. a, beige a beige lightsaber. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it should be like yeah, be- yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like gray. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just like a it's nondescript colorless. color. Yeah, yeah. Is oh, that on? Like a Dwight Schrute. In yeah, the like Jedi. a Dwight Schrute like suit. <laughs> it's like mustard colored. Yeah, it's like a mustard. I'm or- assistant. To the assistant to Yodo or something. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I've got, I've got, um, Krishna. Yeah, Krishna, I think you should pull it off. Uh, your next Halloween costume is, um, like D- Dwight Schrute's colors as Jedi robes. As a Jedi, yeah, as a Jedi mask. Yeah. And then you have the big goofy glasses <laughs> as well. Oh my God. The mustard yellow. Yeah. Like, is he should be, it should, we should make him a Gungan. <laughs> yeah. Gungan would make sense. No, I'm kidding. That's, that won't work. All right, it's that time, at least for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Krishna, was Star Wars Tales of the Jedi good? Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, The animation was incredible. The scene when Dooku is walking through the archives to delete Kamino, that whole thing was like very, it was like more Tron almost. It was like a very different style of sci-fi. It looked looked beautiful. Um, So big fan. I love the shorts. And I hope they do more. Arjuna, was Tales of the Jedi good? It was good. I enjoyed it. Short form content is great. Do more. <laughs> do Most better. precise and closed yes you've ever said. Very good job. I think you said more words than I did for my, my yes. You probably <laughs> did just then. Raffi, 
Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And was Tales of the Jedi the ones about Dooku and Ahsoka good? They were great. Um, again, my only thing is I, I would have changed the order, but to your point, I think the fact that it was, you know, we're seeing it, you know, uh, chronologically also works. So, but yeah, overall, good stuff. I want to see more, but again, Tales of the Sith, because they're the good guys. <laughs> Think about it. I, I would honestly think of, about it. Any any like a short form Tales of the Jedi in the Filoni verse and like Bad Batch going simultaneously for the next few years, I think is like a great mix. Yeah, no, that's I think that's a perfect way to kind of continue the style, the animation style that we've 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 come to to admire and enjoy, and also yeah, there's there's more interesting stories to to tell and kind of weave in there's a lot you, you could do stuff with luke yeah. post six you could do stuff with ray post nine adult grogu you could do adult <laughs> grogu and why spoil the entirety of mandalorian why do i imagine <laughs> that when grogu becomes an adult he's like godzilla size oh wait real quick we <laughs> shouldn't we we just to cap the conversation so we, we it was established canonically that yaddles has a regular speech pattern right she does oh, not yeah. she does not she talk does not like speak, yoda yeah. so do we think grogu how do we think Grogu is going to talk, or if he will ever talk, or if he's just going to? We don't. So yeah, we we got to figure out if life. it's like if it's just upbringing. Is is Yoda so just a weirdo? Yoda or yeah, what's going on with Yoda? <laughs> yeah, is Yoda is Yoda just yeah. like truly Stupid? strange and weird? No. Well, I guess the other question, um, because the, you know, as you age, like how you talk as a teenager to a young adult to adult to older, you do your speech patterns do change. For sure. And I guess my question is. That much, though? How much do you, like, is Yaddle the same age, older, younger than she Yoda? She seems younger. She seems significantly younger than Yoda. She has less wrinkles. Then, yeah. And she has I mean, her hair. isn't gray. I mean, then uh, I yeah, guess... She has hair. I guess yeah. then I, I wonder, yeah, then is it... Is it maybe just because he's older, that's that's how he talks? Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Because we know... We also know that, you know, Yoda does show up in the High Republic novels. Right. Whenever he they does? get around to turning those into Shows. animated or movies or whatever, I'm sure we'll see a Yoda. So it'll be interesting to see how does he sound then, because that will really help us understand. Like, I feel like High Republic is being set up to be like Star Wars's kind of like Game of Thrones. Yeah. In terms of like, it's like very political. Yeah. And it's like this political kind of palace intrigue, and like that's what Disney's going to be like. This will be our Game of Thrones, the PG version. Without the sex of the dragons and the tits. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sounds boring. <laughs> yeah. Sounds but Disney's like, like intri- political intrigue. <laughs> PG version. Political oh, intrigue. Oh, so Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes. Oh. Who would be so a great showrunner? Who would be a great showrunner? George Lucas. Oh, oh no. man. Oh, no. George Lucas will return to Star Wars to do the High Republic show. I actually want to see that. That'd be great. That would be, or it would be mean, terrible. I don't think George Lucas will ever direct again, to be honest. I, think I mean, he's rich. Why? Yeah, why? why? But like, that's why, why it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a lot of questions. Sometimes you need a creative like, why? 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 I mean, yeah. But please don't do it with Star Wars. Doesn't it feel like Star Wars is being set up for, like, George Lucas just to return to it? No. No. Not at all. I don't I feel get like that at all. I feel yeah. like it's being set up to keep him far, far, yeah, far away exactly. from it. I'm getting know. the exact opposite. Everything is a cycle, right? So, like, they've gone through this full cycle, and the last bit of the cycle is... We start back at the beginning. We bring back George Lucas. I mean, it's been we did it. We did all this time without yeah. him, and like, sure, there's a lot of monetary success and some creative success, but it's like, let's bring George back. Oh, it's man. been what ten years, right, since Disney bought Star Wars? I think less than that. Disney Star Wars know. purchase. Maybe it was ten years. Year. Scooby Lee. Yeah, 2012. October 30th. Yeah. October 30th, 2012. Happy 10 years, 10 of, 10 years of Star Wars. In That's Disney. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And we, obviously, we've gotten the most... <laughs> and we've obviously gotten the most content in you know this 10-year period. Yeah. Like, so much Star Wars content. As just so a 10-year, like, uh, good, bad, yet to be decided. It's given us a lot of good. Yeah. Mando, Andor... Bad batch. The majority of our podcasts Visions. are Star Wars based. So, there's been Marvel some highs. There's been some lows. Yeah, exactly. There's been some. There's been some. Some of the best of Star Wars and some of the very worst of Star Wars <laughs> in this ten year gap. <laughs> the like tale of the two very cities. worst. <laughs> A tale of two errors. 
Sp- speaking of things that of I had. <laughs> speaking of things that have gotten so much more content in the last, you know, oh God. decade. Uh, oh let's no. talk Star Trek now. Star Trek Lower Decks season three just wrapped. The animated mm. kind of like Rick and Morty show. Kind of Rick and Morty show. Kind of Rick and Morty show. A without. PG version of Rick and Morty, if there ever was one. That's very true. I mean, it's not super PG. I guess PG thirteen. Like Rick and Morty is like a hard hard R in a lot of ways. And right. This is like PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah. What did you guys think of the third season? Of the third season. Overall? I thought I thought it was. I was actually gonna have Christian go oh, because okay. he's Sorry, go ahead. he's not a Trekkie. Let's let's oh. let's also yeah let's, let's let's put that out there first real quick. Uh, Arjuna and I have watched way more Star Trek than Krishna ever will in his life, uh, mainly because we've watched. Uh, parts of Next Generation, all of Voyager, all of Deep Space Nine, all of Star Trek Enterprise, and then I'm a nutso, and I watched all of Discovery, all of Picard. Oof. Like I really I'm way behind on the new uh, Trek Star era. Trek New Strange New World. So I've watched everything new and most of everything old. The only thing I've not personally really watched is the original, the original series because it's just so. Oh, we no. can just Good. ask. We could just ask mom those questions and be like, "Can yeah. you tell us what happened here?" But then mom, mom would have to go and look on Wikipedia, and she'd be so. like, "Oh, um, I believe that William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's oh, wow. lovely, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, Krishna has not watched that much Star Trek, but. Christian, you you know you tell us. I mean, as a non trekkie your thoughts on this this third season? Uh, well, so I enjoyed the first two seasons a lot, and for this third season, much like I've been doing with previous recent things, I binged it. Uh, and I will say the novelty that I found pretty fun in the first two seasons has fully worn off, at least. For the first half of this season, the first five episodes, I was frankly bored. Whoa. I didn't, I didn't laugh. Oh, dear. I was just like, ooh, the story wasn't interesting or engaging. It turned, though, halfway through. Uh, the Rutherford episode, uh, where he's fighting against himself, that's when it turned and the season picked up a lot for me. Uh, it got funnier and the stories got better. Um so I'm actually very on the fence. I don't know yet if I oh. can say it's good or bad. Uh, I'm, it's like literally 50%. You. The first half was, I thought, really boring. Second half was much better. Uh, That's interesting you say it because I, I a lot of people, I think, feel the same way where even though Star Trek Lower Decks has kind of been, you know, it's very kind of um, episodic for the most part, but there's usually a general kind of through line. It definitely, you, until you got to the Rutherford episode halfway through, it definitely felt like, where are we going with this season? I think season? that's true for uh, the first two seasons as well, though. Well, the first season, the first half is definitely built upon, is definitely who are these characters and then something. Sure. The second season, I actually rewatched all at once. And from the get-go, there is kind of the whole general, uh, where I forget the race, you know, the, the weirdos that are like, that's Janeway and... Forget that right. that that's the main like story for that whole thing. Obviously, this season does start where the crew is trying to save the uh, captain um, from court martial because at the end of season two, she's you know convicted of blowing up the planet or whatever. Packlid. The Packlids, thank you. She's you know, um, and they wrapped that up in the first episode, which I thought was kind of like I thought that was going to be a bigger longer thing of trying to save the captain, but they wrapped it up in the first episode. I'm kind of glad with that, though. Hmm? So I'm kind of glad that that didn't drag. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I actually really like the season. You know, I think uh, I think the season was, it's a familiar, for me, it felt like a familiar return to, like, what the first two seasons were, where you have, you know, Star Trek has always been built on, like, here's the adventure of the week, right? And mm-hmm. Lower Decks really exemplifies that. And so, like, some of those are really fun. Some of them don't hit as well, but that's still, like, at least fun bits for me. And I think with, like, animation, you can go a little faster. You can be a little zanier, obviously. And I think that's what Lower Decks does really, really well. Um, just kind of leaning into that. And I thought, like, uh, the four main characters each had just, like, good season arcs as a whole, or, like, interesting arcs for me, at least. I thought, like, making Boimler finally, like, bold Boimler, which mm-hmm. was, like, something that was throughout the whole season where he had the early episode where he's, like, you know, he's been, like, a coward this whole time, but he's, like, a little more bold and, like, 
And having that character change was a nice welcome because I think if they did another season of him just being like a scared a coward and a yeah. scaredy cat, it would have it would have gotten dry. So that was a nice change to see. You know, Mariner was like pretty Mariner esque. It felt like more of her arc this year was just becoming more integrated with the crew and the people around her and opening up. And that leads to like her undoing in the finale, you know, in, the, in episode nine where she kind of gets thrown off the ship. Yep. Was the only person that said nice things about yeah. anyone. Um, <laughs> You know, and then with the Ruth- I think the Rutherford was one the best was one. kind of the stand it was yeah. the standout. It's very much the now we know more of his like pre implant self, and there's this whole sinister plot with the drones, uh, with the, the Texas, Texas class, class. Yep. <laughs> the Texas class drones, which is also the only thing I will criticize with that arc was it felt like the badgie program was kind of like thrown in in terms of like that was what the drone thing was was based <laughs> off of. I wish there was a little bit more emphasized there. And then I think with Tendi, I think her like getting the ch- opportunity to be like a a, a, d- a science officer on the deck on mm-hmm. was was really cool and something that seems like a longer arc, right? That's going to go into next season, especially with like a Vulcan character coming aboard um, and whatnot. So yeah, I, I really liked the season as a whole. It was just like felt very lower decks e. I also binged most of it just because the show premiered obviously during a heavy run of like house of the dragon rings of power she hulk and or starting up so there was just a lot of other things during the week you're kind of paying attention to so i think i watched like the first two episodes week to week and then i binged it and this is the first season of lower decks i ever binged and i really liked binging it Mm -hmm. really liked watching it all back and forth because like week to week the show you're like this is fun it's a nice little palate cleanser but it's just nice to kind of you can kind of see the arcs. A yeah, bit if better. you binge it. Yeah, I watched it week to week. Yeah, um, but I still really enjoyed it because there were definitely standout episodes. Like my favorite has to be the Deep Space Nine. So good because just just because they they play the, you know the theme music, they make fun of the fact that like the theme music just has ships <laughs> randomly just circulating <laughs> on the, pil- the the pillars or whatever. Um, I laughed out. Like like, sir, what should we do? Just circle it just again. Circle. Look at this majestic yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was by far i think the the it fun was, stuff it was, was also funny. really nice to like you know you had the the original um actress who played kira return to to voice the kira character you had um uh quark the original quark actor also returning to like you know play the quark again was so, there any characters you were disappointed you didn't see on Deep Space uh, it would have been fun to see jake so the cisco's Yes, you refer to him as the Cisco. The Cisco. Uh, his son, I think that would be nice. Also, um, uh, Cisco's new wife, who's unfortunately, I can't remember the character's name, but the actress also plays um, a, a medical officer in Orville. So I was oh, nice. kind of hoping that she would like show up in this show and there would be some kind of like a little quirky joke of like, yeah. oh, you've, you've crossed space sci-fis. Right. Um, so that would have been cool, but like what they did with everyone I think was was really cool and the fact that like with Kira and the the security officer from um the Cerritos yeah, knowing Shax. each other, Jax. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny as well. One um, of my favorite speaking of Shax, one of my favorite lines through the season is when Shax is in the holodeck with the medical officer and he's like, "Why don't we just talk about our lives?" He's like, "I died and you didn't even <laughs> ask how that was." <laughs> Uh, yeah. I do like that that's the, that joke too with like yeah he died and he's back now we just don't talk about it very stark yeah that, very, that very was great Jackie. at the beginning of season two yeah uh, the other <laughs> he's thing he's like Kenny from South Park yeah the other thing I think that was interesting you know Boimer has a clone right and you know mm. it's you know their eight episodes eight I think is where he discovers that his clone had a teleporter accident but actually is working for section 33 31 yeah, 31, 31 yeah. the, the dark section so that, I'm curious to see where that's going to lead <laughs> to because section 31 is always this weird and they even make fun of this like why do we have to wear the dark uh, like, well, if we're trying to be if we're trying to be incognito why are we wearing <laughs> Starfleet, <laughs> Starfleet badge <laughs> just wear it we'll kill you okay <laughs> Because it looks cool. It looks super and cool. a prop guy spray painted the silver ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes, it, and I, I like, I, that's what I like about Lower Decks. It, it it really feeds into the vein of Star Trek of like seeding things for future seasons um, with different stories and whatnot. So, so here, cool here, here's my big question. Because again, I'm weird and I've watched all the new Star Trek things. And in Discovery, in Picard, in Strange New Worlds, and now in Lower Decks, all four of the new shows talk about AI and it going bad in some form, whether right. that be 
you know, data offspring droids. Yeah. Whether that be this thing in control in the future, um, you know, and and now with the Texas class ships going rogue, is Paramount slash Star Trek trying to tell us something? Well, there was. I, I mean, I think Star Trek has always built itself upon reflecting on current society. events and issues yeah. in society, right? And that must be a big thing that's within these writer rooms in terms of, you know, it is a big thing that's going on in terms of technology and AI. And, you know, we had the, we had a, what's her name? Peanut, uh, peanut hamper return. Right. For the then. first time since <laughs> season one. Right. And we had her whole episode, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, but she also met the robot from season two at the very end. So it was like more robot shenanigans. And then Badgie, who was the AI, uh, there's an after credit scene in the finale, and it shows that Badgie's still alive out there. Like the program, Somebody picked him up. Yeah, somebody picked him up. But it was up. green. It was a green beam, so which I'm thinking is Borg. Yeah, mm. which would be great. We get the Borg. Right. So or like Romulan. You, or Romulan. So it's just, Could be Romulan. just a lot of robots just yeah. kind of running around and everything. So we are the robots. You know, I think it makes sense that a lot of early Star Trek did a lot of the stuff between species to species, right? The Klingons, the Romulans, you know, the Vulcans, all the, you know, not necessarily wars with all those characters, but just the, the kind of tensions and stuff. So maybe in this new era of Star Trek, they're just like, okay, we've done a lot of that type of stuff. Now we do robots. And I mean, now I it's mean, robots. Next also Generation, though, like, did a lot with robots, with the Borg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything is cyclical. It is true. It comes back. <laughs> Tech is a big thing right now in terms of it going crazy. Especially AI. I mean, I think that's in everything. Westworld. Yeah. Um, Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is. House uh, of the Dragon. AI, AI <laughs> is like very much on the, the social consciousness right now. And some people seem to think that we're closer to it than we are, than we are further away. So it would make sense that it's going to be in our sci-fi. Technically, we have AI. We have, not a, like, we have like a rudimentary s- kind of form of it, right? It's not sapient or sentient right. AI. Which, but then can you really call it AI if it's not sapient? Like, it, that's the whole, like... I call yes. it AD, it. artificial weird. dumbness. Because dumbness. what is intelligence? <laughs> it's true. I mean, being able to evolve, I guess, like you're thinking, the, no, no, learn. The, um, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. No, the best line I've ever heard of, like, what is, like, consciousness or what is, like... What what do you judge a species by in terms of like their greatness or their downfall? And there's an episode of The Office where Dwight and Michael have to go to the dump, right, to find the leads or something. And Dwight gets out of his car and looks at the the, the dump site. And he's like, "Look at this magnificent trash! Only a great species like us could do something so horrible." <laughs> <laughs> and it's Love like, it. oh, well. I, I guess Dwight really one way would be a great Jedi. He'd be a great Jedi. Oh. Dwight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if anything, this Someone's pod has, that. or this pod has solidified that somebody needs to be Dwight Jedi crossover at some point. Because yeah, Master Dwight, Master Dwight. Yes, <laughs> this council does not. No, see no, 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 you. no, no, no. He never attains the rank of master. He's a Padawan his whole career. Or knight. No, 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 no. He'd be a knight. No, no. He he's a knight, and there's like his <laughs> yeah. master. Right, is a Michael or whatever, and his master's like, well, we can't get you to master level, but you can be an assistant to the master. Oh, <laughs> I, I like that dude. Like I believe you're a seventy-year-old Padawan. Like I think that's like it seems like right up his alley. That's you know, like he's doing karate in the oh, office, yeah. and he's with all the kids, right? Never mind. Wait, speaking of <laughs> AI, can somebody pump in like Dwight Schrute as a Jedi into one of those AI art generators, mm. and let's get this created? <laughs> Oh boy. Michael's on it. Michael's on it. Michael? <laughs> Michael? <laughs> so, you know, overall, Michael. you know, overall, the season, um, I will say another really funny part. Like, I knew that the type of ship that, you know, um, Lord Dex takes place on is a, is a California class, like, you know, the Cerritos, which is an area in, like, California. <laughs> but that part of the very end where they're facing yeah. off against the Texas class. And then all the other California classes come in, and you hear things like the Santa Monica, the Burbank. Oh, that so was Colbert, uh, the Inglewood. Yeah, yeah, Colbert, just like all yeah, of those ships so showing up. I thought that was, that was that funny, was really, really. Funny. I didn't, I didn't hear my home, my town. So Los Angeles, they split it up. Well, no, I didn't hear Alita. Oh well, you know, yeah, it would have been cool. Or Pacoima. I would have bought that, but they didn't have it. So, <laughs> isn't there a lot of Texas and California like feudery? 
I mean, in probably, general, like in the United so. States, the two biggest politics, states, right? Yeah. So. Like a lot of Texans move into California. A lot of Californians There's the whole Austin going to Texas. Thing, right? Austin, yeah. Texas has become like the new LA. Mm. It would have been uh, funny if Austin LA. was a California class. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, so let's go back and like listen, and maybe they threw it in there because be like he was just going through like a, very, quick. very very quick. So, uh, but looking ahead, you know, obviously, I do not. I mean, at the time of this tape in this pod, I don't know if it's season four has already been announced. They did renew it for season okay, four. Okay, so there's definitely season four. So what do we think? Bull predictions. What's going to happen? Uh, uh, everyone go I, I'll everyone go first. just because I know nothing about Star Trek. So I'm going to say Rutherford gets trapped in time for half the season. So he won't be with the crew. He'll be sent to the far future. And... Uh, He's going to enter, I don't know, is the Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise is the future, right, of this current timeline? With the the series, you mean? Or? Yeah, the series, Enterprise. No, Enterprise no. is, the, is the, fair, the the most past. Yes, the furthest in the past. Oh, okay, yeah. So then he goes back in time, and he's going to spend Ooh. five episodes hanging out with the, Enter, the Enterprise crew. That would be kind of cool, actually. Wait, like, that's Archer, right? Yeah, yeah. that's with Archer. Archer. Yeah, they're, yeah, the yeah. Fir- they're the first, like, starship. Yeah. And he's going to give them technology. Well, they're the that first warp they don't five have access to, right? Yeah. <laughs> or warp four. Or there you go. That's my bold prediction. It's yeah. a good one, actually. That'd be fun. That would be. I mean, regardless, any more like like we got obviously the Deep Space Nine stuff. Any more of that stuff, I I would definitely yeah would be great. I think we should say on something. I think time travel will, will be a yeah because like we've the not next seen thing it. They have, like to really explore, like yeah. they haven't done t- time travel yet, so that would be fun. Wait, they haven't? Not for lower decks yet. Oh, interesting. They've done a, a bunch before. Have they done? Yeah, uh, yeah. Have, have they done the other universe, the um, Mary universe yet? I thought I that was what the Rutherford episode was going to be. Oh, it was going to be Mary universe. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, it, I don't think they have. I don't think they've done Mary universe. They've, they've, done, they've, they've, they've done it. Referenced it. They've referenced it. Like yeah. they remember, there's the in season two. They have the inspector like check the ship, and they have all the uh, simulations right. running. Yeah, there they is do like a simulation. Ma- yeah, right? Mariner does a dark universe like yeah. simulation, but yeah, I don't think anything legitimate with a dark universe has popped in. The mirror universe, mirror universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've obviously done it in Discovery a bunch, <laughs> way too much. I'm actually confused now that I sit here and try and remember and think what's happened. And I believe they have confirmed Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds are, go- or one of the live action shows are going to do a crossover at some point. Uh, because there's going to be a live-action Boimler and a live-action Mariner in one of these shows. It would have to be then either Picard. Well, Picard is like 20 years in... All of the shows that are current are either in the past or the future. Nothing is concurrent right now with... Picard would work because they Picard reference him w- as contemporary. In this season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Picard would probably be the closest because there's maybe a 10-year, 15-year gap, I think. But beyond... No, it's going to be Strange New Worlds. This is an uh, an, an, uh, an article from August 26. Um, so for season two of Strange New Worlds, Lower Deck stars Tawny Newsom, who plays uh, Mariner, yep. and Jack Quaid, who plays uh, Boimler, will boldly go, be going where no character has gone before, from animation to live action. Uh Speaking with a Hollywood reporter, Quaid confirmed that he and Newsom will be in costume as Ensign's Beckett, Mariner, and Brad Boimler, respectively. So it's a time travel episode, then. He said, we already shot it, and it's eyes live action versions of our animated characters. Can't get into plot, plot details or anything. But he said, but yes, I'm going to have purple hair. We had uniforms yes. made. So, so yeah, cool. That was literally my question. Yeah, like, is he going to give purple Jack hair? purple hair? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to do the whole thing? Love That's it. awesome. So, yeah, it has to be time travel, because obviously yeah. Strange New Worlds is, Pic- is a Picard. Is uh, Kirk's time. Right. So, yeah. So they're going back, what, 100-something years? Must be. Or if it's like a simulation. Or it's a simulation. They're going to do the Enterprise. Ooh. They're going to do the Enterprise finale thing where it's all simulation for Riker. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. I mean, I mean, in this context, I think <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty be cool. Fine. Yeah. The Riker ep- episode, like how they ended Enterprise, my God. If that if that finale had come out now, people would have rioted. Like on, if on Enterprise came out in today's world with social media... It would have been very different after season one. Yeah, there would have been a lot of like re- not rewrites, but like a lot of focus on what are people saying about the show, right? And then adjusting. Right. What's your bold prediction for season four? Well, now that I know there's gonna be some kind of time travel thing, but that's in Strange New Worlds. Strange New two. Worlds, right? But for Lower Decks, I think 
I think we're going to get a bigger... I think Season 4 is going to have a bigger emphasis on Section 31. I think we're going to get even darker, quote-unquote, with Star Trek, where we're going to see more of... Like, like we saw a little bit in terms of, you know, the whole arc with the Texas class and the Admiral being like, oh, I'm, you know... I, there's he makes the joke of there are so many freaking admirals in the in the in Starfleet and he's like I have to be one that like has a name for myself so I'm going to be the the typical like bad admiral. Yeah. Uh but I think we're going to see like more of the shady stuff with like section 31 and right. what they're all about which uh will, will be kind of cool. And again, I think it's going to tie into some Borg stuff with Badgy. Badgy. Do you have any bull predictions? I do. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of the most interesting things that kind of slipped my mind, or I thought that they kind of like casually referenced, was Rutherford's age uh, in this season. So, like Rutherford said, like it was about ten years ago when he got like his implant and that whole thing happened, um, or like he did that stuff like a, a decade ago, essentially. So he's a little bit older than I thought. So that got me thinking, like, how old are these characters in general? And maybe they're not all, like, around the same age. So my bold prediction is one of our lower deckers will be promoted and leave the Cerritos. Ooh. Wow. And so then the, does that mean the, the Vulcan character that comes in at the end kind of replaces whoever leaves? Maybe. At least for, like, an episode or an arc or something into season five. But I think that's how – I think they're going to start – Expanding. So who? Who? I'm gonna guess Rutherford. Tendi Tendi seems like the most obvious choice because she's doing like the officer training. Bormler already had like the fake promotion, I think, between seasons one and two, and then got it removed. Um, but yeah, and they've obviously done Mariner like leaving the ship a couple times now, so it feels like Rutherford, especially because he is very smart and like valuable. Yeah, yeah. So why is he on a California class? Like, yeah, yeah. He exactly. should be doing something bigger. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's more to like the even though that admiral's dead, but by the way, when he got like zapped, zapped I was like, "Holy shit, this is dark." <laughs> Pretty violent. <laughs> Pretty violent way to go. <laughs> like, yeah. This guy's dead. Whoops. Uh, but I think there's more to that. I think there's more to like him getting his implant and like his earlier Starfleet career. Nice. Well then, let's see if we were able to convince Krishna. Ooh. Krishna, was Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3 good? After our most engaging discussion, I'm going to say yes. Yes, it was good. Wow. Uh, because uh, there are more, I remember more than I forgot. So I don't remember anything, really, a very few things from the first five episodes, but the last five episodes were v like very memorable in my brain. So, and they were funny. And like, even while we were talking, while you guys were talking, I was like chuckling as you brought up like different scenes and stuff. So I think the good outweighs the bad for me. Um, and if I was to rewatch this season, I would just start at episode five, to be honest. Um, and those last five, they hit hard enough. Well, it was good. You really liked the peanut hamper episode, didn't you? Yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. That was, I actually forgot about that until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh yeah, that was actually hilarious. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you like bird uh, people and, uh, robots, robots. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That, that, w that felt like the most Rick and Morty. Like oh, for episode. sure. Cause the bird people, if you've watched Rick and Morty, there's a character who's named uh bird man, bird person. Isn't that his best friend? Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, it just kept reminding me of that character in that whole arc in Rick and Morty. So it was, uh, it was fun. Nice. Nice. Uh, Arjuna was season three of lower dicks. Star Trek. Good. <laughs> No, because I don't know what that show is, but Star Trek Season 3 <laughs> of Lower Decks, that was good. It's Lower Dick? <laughs> uh, yeah, Season 3 was good. Uh, I really liked it. I love the show. It's just consistently really good, and it's the best Star Trek. On. Ooh, hot take. Right now. I mean, I haven't seen all of them. I, haven't seen the <laughs> I was going to say, you can't say that. <laughs> I've seen one episode of Picard. I've seen two seasons of Discovery. So I tell you, oh I mean, he's right. Of all the Star Trek that he's seen, it's clearly, it's, the, it's best. clearly the best. He just hasn't seen very much. It's better than the first two seasons of Discovery, <laughs> and it's better than the first episode of Picard. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. My God, Picard, what happened? <laughs> Ravi. Was... Star Trek, 
Lower Decks, season three. Good. Yes, it was good. Wow. I'm Thank shocked. you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. Nice. No, it was definitely good. I, I wouldn't say it's the best Star Trek thing out right now. I, I still think the best thing is Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, just because those are even more memorable episodes. And, and again, Christian, I think you should take the plunge. Take the fucking plunge and watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, for I'm sure. Doing. That's awesome. I love that season. Yeah, I mean, what they're doing there is very true Star Trek, very true to, like, episodic. There's yeah. only really one episode that I think you'll be like, are you high and on drugs? <laughs> But that's good for a 10, 10, 10 episode season if there's only really one bad one. That's 10%. That's, yeah. You still got 90%. That's still That's passing. significant. Yeah, it's, it's an A minus. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Was It Good? As always, we'll be back at some point with another pod. Actually, we're going to be back with the new Keel and Peel Netflix movie pod. What is that movie called, Arjuna? Uh, it's called Wendell and Wild. It's an animated? Yep. An animated movie with Key and Peele. Uh, that pod will be dropping later this week. Uh, Till then, follow us on uh, Twitter. We're still there for some reason. At Was It Good. Still on Instagram for some reason. And TikTok. Well, TikTok is a good platform. Instagram, meh. But we're on there as Was It Good pod. And then definitely follow us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Was It Good. You can see our full episodes and cut downs. Good day. Let's cook some meth.